Really quick before this episode starts, I want to say a huge thank you to Ethan Mann for the awesome intro and outro music. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel, follow him on SoundCloud and Instagram at Hokage Luffy, H-O-K-A-G-E-L-U-F-F-Y. Now, on with the episode. guys it's Thara and we're back on my podcast straight up and today I'm here with hi guys I'm Jen I know Thara from <laughs> NYLT I was her troop guide yes and that was last summer so we've known each other for about a year now wow it's crazy that that was a whole year ago it, it really is like I kind of I miss it but I don't miss it <laughs> yeah I was supposed to be on staff this year but you know it's canceled obviously maybe for good reason <laughs> yeah maybe <it'll- laughs> didn't want to admit it so nylt how do i explain this okay so it's i'm in I'm national in- youth leadership training like you basically learn about leadership and i don't want to say the science behind it but the philosoph- philosophies behind it and the thinking that takes place to be a leader and to be a participant if that makes sense actually yeah that's very well said um so it was it was quite an experience you go for like a week into like the middle of nowhere kind of like very far away from home not allowed to really have technology and you just like learn you you get thrown in with a bunch of people you don't know also um and you yeah you learn how to become a better leader I feel like I learned a lot about myself um maybe more than like the leadership skills I learned a lot about how I work and um you know no for sure when I was a participant I think I learned more about who I am and what I can do to be a better person and that obviously that will lead to you being a better leader yeah because it's a lot of self-reflection it's a lot of learning how you work with others with people you don't even know with Mm -hmm. no other resources because guys you don't have a phone there there's like no signal yeah (laughs) you're pretty much just stranded um but I you know you were like a big sister honestly especially yeah so it was a it was an interesting experience, but that's how Jen and I know each other. Even though we don't live in the same city, same school, we have that that shared experience, and um, that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And today we're going to talk about confidence and self love. <laughs> so, um, Jen, what are your um what what's your personal experience been like with your your journey to you know finding self love and becoming? I think. Since I am, like, I think three years older than you or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Um, it's definitely been really difficult, especially with, like, my household. Because, like, guys, just to give some background, I live in, like, a Latin Hispanic household. And if you are not aware, I mean, you make fun of each other. It Like, they're jokes. And, yes, they come from love, quote, unquote. But that definitely like hurts you when you're like you're an eight-year-old kid or you're 10 years old and you're getting acne and you don't know what's going on like you don't even know what's going on with your body so it's been a struggle definitely um I've grown I didn't realize so in my household um depression and anxiety were definitely something that oh you don't have it like you're fine like you don't need to go see someone And that's just very much how traditional Hispanic and Latin households are, like, or just 
that's just the culture you know like you don't have feelings you don't you're not feeling that way so you're fine like stop talking about it right yeah. yeah so growing up I didn't realize that I had depression and anxiety I just thought oh I'm just getting nervous and I'm getting worked up over this for no reason like I don't know the cause behind it like I'm just you know essentially quote unquote crazy I personally don't like using that word anymore but Mm-hmm. that's how I grew up and so it was very difficult coming into high school because like I said I was getting so much acne and I had such a big insecurity about my brown skin because growing up my grandma would be like oh mija de ves un poquito negrita mm-hmm. in English that means like oh you look a little dark like you're starting to look black and I never understood why that was such a bad thing or like in her eyes, it was. And so one day I told her the same thing. And she got mad at me. She was like, never tell me that again. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Ooh. Like, basically gaslighting me. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, it was really hard trying to learn how to love my brown skin and learn how to be okay with my acne because like, it'll come and go like, it's usually better in the fall, winter when it's colder, but during spring and summer, it gets wonky, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So growing up in high school, it was, I live in a predominantly white area. So there wasn't already a lot of brown kids. There weren't a lot of already like people who looked like me. And so that kind of changes your perception of beauty, you know, like, oh, like, am I not beautiful? Am I not cute? Like, do guys not want to date me because I'm brown? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it's funny because I got I have like very similar experiences. Even though I'm I come from like an Indian household, like mm-hmm. a lot of like mental health and things just are very much overlooked. And I'm finally like getting to a place where I'm like, can I get therapy? And my parents are like, yes, maybe. Because <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of people, not just my parents, like a a lot of people in my family have like clear unchecked mental health issues just like unaddressed because no one wants to come to terms with it in a way same here same here yeah Yeah. like and you know growing up yeah you get mercilessly probably not as much as you I have a feeling but you know teased for things that you I don't really understand (laughs) why but yeah I think and even um I talked about this on another podcast episode but the people will come up to me and this still happens and it, I know it's out of love because they care about me. They want me to, like, have a better appearance because they think that, you know, I care a lot about that for whatever reason. They're like, right. oh, yeah, you're looking a little darker. You need to stop going outside so much. You, you're playing too much tennis. You need to, like, stay inside, you know. Your wow. skin's getting so dark. Or if I go in the sun too much, my skin, it still kind of does this. It'll get more patchy. Like, it won't all tan evenly. And you okay. know, they'll be like, no, you, you need to just stay inside, like, you know. Or with acne, like. Mm-hmm. constantly a couple years ago like being dragged to the store to get makeup because I need to like cover it up apparently like that was who did that to you <laughs> I don't wanna just people in my family but they I know they me- meant well and even now when they're like oh I can see you know your skin's discolored I know they still mean well it's just that I finally come to a place where I don't I don't care enough like if I'm gonna wear makeup I'm gonna wear makeup because I want to like do that for myself or if I'm trying to like you know present I'm not dressing to impress you know so I'm finally finally in a place like that but it took I feel like a lot longer than some of my friends for me to get 
to a place where I kind of can accept myself in that way because and that's okay right that's okay too yeah we have all we all get there at our own pace I think and it's Mm -hmm. constant the the journey like constantly evolves I think because like no one ever I I don't think you can plateau when you get your you know you you find some self-love it just you don't just stay there no, it, it, it's definitely, like, an up and down type of journey, like a wave. Mm-hmm. It plateaus, because, like, you know, there are days where, you, where you're really feeling yourself, and there are days where you're like, I don't want to get out of bed, you know? Right. Yeah, like, for me, sometimes, even if it's, like, a bad hair day, I'm just like, ugh, I can't do this. Exactly. Something exactly. that simple, but, um, yeah. No, yeah, for me, I was, like, so, you know, acne doesn't look cute. Like, we know this. Mm-hmm. My family would sometimes call it mashed potatoes because, you know, the pus and the redness and just, like, how it looked. Right. I know they were joking, but when you're at such a young age, it definitely, it hurts you. Like, you want to cover it up and you, like, don't want to go outside and you don't want to hang out with friends and, you like, you don't know any better. You're only, like, a teenager and, like, I'm in my last year of being a teenager. I, like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. So I think now with college and with meeting new people and being away from home more often, I think senior year was when they, like, when I personally, you know, I started going to the gym because tennis season was over and I needed to do something. And so that's how I grew confidence with being strong and being able to lift a certain amount or feel good about myself because I just did that really hard workout and then just finding just being able to be myself more and not care that my family thinks oh I look a little emo today like (laughs) I look a little goth yeah yeah I mean I'm I've started well a couple years ago I um was when I first really started um like trying to take better care of myself so after eighth grade so that was a couple years ago after eighth grade I went through like a really rough time and I found out like okay yeah I have like depression and this is bad and I was just not in a good place I left pretty much all of my friends from middle school coming into high school mm-hmm. um, and then like halfway through freshman year I was like you know what like I'm not gonna let myself just sit and like hate myself all the time I'm gonna like make some changes and like find out how I can love myself. So I made a ton of new friends that I'm still friends with. Um, oh, we love that. Yeah, I, I started like dressing better, um, convinced my mom to let me, you know, even like buy ripped jeans, like stuff like I wanted to wear. Because I, well, that's a, that's a different thing also because I wore uniforms in elementary school. The process of me learning to like buy my own clothes and like figure out what I want to wear took me a long time. And it also took my mom a long time to realize, like, okay, there's she's going to, like, choose what she wants um, <laughs> to, like. Right. Do. Yeah. So that happened halfway through um, freshman year. And then I also started going to the gym. I started working out because I was like, I need to gain weight because I've always been borderline underweight, not underweight, but, like, a little low, you know? Right. Yeah. So I, I and then I finally figured out, like, okay, I can I can love myself and I can fit in with people and. I can make friends and it it got better from there like and from there it, I think like I've learned to manage my depression better and I've learned to you know just be more accepting of myself and now I, I can attribute it a little bit to not being at school uh, the last few months because school can be very toxic um, 
Like, you're surrounded by a lot of people, and there's a lot of judgmental people. So just having alone time now because of quarantine, I feel like I've, like, learned a lot about myself. I've stopped being so hard on myself. I used to, you know, be so, like, every time I messed up, whether it was, like, I said something awkward or I wasn't able to do something or I, like, you know, whatever. Right. I'd be like, oh, you stupid. Like, you couldn't even do this. Like, you suck. And that'd be my internal monologue. (laughs) Sis. Yeah, and... You know this. I was so hard on myself. Even at NYLT, I was always like... Guys, let me tell you. If it was like they got like five points off on an activity, like the whole group, she's like, oh my god, guys, I'm so sorry. I should have done this better. And it took me so many times to be like, girl, this is a team effort. This is a team (laughs) exercise. Like, you shouldn't be blaming it all on you. Like, you guys are a team. You guys work together. When yeah. you guys fail, you guys fail together, and that's okay. Failing is okay. <laughs> it is very much encouraged. You learn from it. Yeah. You become better from it if you analyze failure and see where you could have grown. Yeah, but it, it, it's I'm still in the process of, like, like, really realizing that, like, every day, you know, little failures. Like, I say something that's, like, awkward to someone and normally I'd be like oh you stupid never go out of the house again like just stay home right. and, don't- <laughs> and just don't talk to people because you clearly can't do it but now I'm like you know what it's all right like they're not gonna remember this and it doesn't matter <laughs> exactly yeah but and you know I- I- you say that but um that like really helped me because right after I went to NYLT last July I became senior patrol leader for my boy scout troop um and like, if you guys don't know, for your Boy Scout troop, a senior patrol leader is, like, the highest ranking officer. So, it's, like, the president of a club or something like that. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for explaining. I didn't even think to explain that. I just assumed everyone would know everything about Boy Scouts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, being senior patrol leader, it's it's been, like, a really – it's been tougher, obviously, because we are a girl troop. We get a t- – of sexism and like hate and just overall like people being rude to us still but tell me about it yeah it's tell me about it I'm like still fighting for a lot of things just within the troop and then like going out anywhere with the troop like and the boy troop it'll be like constant like belittlement from other scouts it's crazy but um like learning like okay they're not taking it out of on me and like I can fight for it it's accepting that it's as a group as you said like whatever happens it's the failure it's success it's for the group I can't take everything and put it on my shoulders exactly yeah that took me a long time to learn I'm still learning it sometimes I'll be like ah Thara you just you're just so so stupid you're so bad at things (laughs) oh my god Thara (laughs) my heart my heart literally just went poof (laughs) I I think NYLT, like you said, it definitely did help me with my confidence because I didn't realize the natural leadership that I held amongst scouts or like just in general. Mm-hmm. Like it really helped me in that sense. And it definitely helped me with failure. Like I know I always, I feel like I preach to you guys about failure and about like, it's okay. But it really took me a very long time to learn that. Yeah. I think you know this I'm a perfectionist at heart like yes I like to make sure that everything's gonna go the right way and it's gonna be at a certain time and it's gonna go just amazing 
it does not happen that way. And not only did NYLT help me with that, but like just the constant failures that have happened throughout my life, especially in high school and especially just in my personal life, whether it be with guys or like with my family or Mm -hmm. with college or just things not going the way that I planned. And that's okay. It's just taking me a long time to know that that's okay. Yeah, I get that. I I think for me, it's also that I didn't, I haven't faced that much failure. Like I've never, I have never failed a class. Um, I don't know if I've ever failed a test. I don't think so. Um, because if I have, it's been curved. Um, you know. I've wow, never... sounds so nice. <laughs> Wait, I'm getting to a point here. I'm not just flexing on everyone. Okay, okay. I've never, I've just never been given the opportunity to fail because I think I've just been, like, helped. And I've also just had um, those expectations for myself not to ever fail. Like, that's been such, like, a, a thing. Because when I was little and I, you know, they gave me, like, the gifted and talented tests and the IQ tests. And they were like, okay, this girl's, like, smart. Um, and mm-hmm. then, then that put an expectation on me. When you tell your kid, like, yeah, you have all this potential, then I'm like, oh, my God, I can never stop using this potential I always have to keep doing stuff I can never take breaks so that became very unhealthy um obviously but I yeah I learned, sounds like I learned it. to never fail I learned like that is not an acceptable option which is not true <laughs> at all yeah no yeah like um I think in everything I do I just I go above and beyond and I was I would just like completely tire myself out and I would still hate myself it didn't matter what grade I got in a class middle school my grades I, I, I'll get to high school so middle school my grades were all like crazy high like I was top of the class blah 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 but I still did not like myself you know right high school I was like no this is this is not this is unhealthy I can settle for a b I can settle for an a minus I can settle for whatever it just I just need to do my best with reason you know? Right. And then accept myself after that fact. And yeah, like learning that do your best is not the actual motto for life. Like that took me forever (laughs) to learn. Do your best with what you can. And if you have the capability to do so, I think that's what, um, that's what I felt because like, for example, like in high school, I did not get into USC the first time around. Mm-hmm. I did not get into USC the second time around after a year of community college and obviously the first time around it hurt a lot more than the second time around because the first time around I literally thought my my life was over I thought oh my god I don't know what I'm gonna do anymore like I failed like I this is the ultimate failure I could ever have Mm-hmm. And then everyone was like, Jen, you can go to like a CC, pay way less money than you ever went to UC, a Cal State, or any other school, save so much money, and you still get a really good education, and you can still try to go to USC. So the second time around, I didn't get in. It was like, I still have one more year of community college left. Mm-hmm. Like, next year, I can apply to way more schools, and it's okay because maybe it's not meant to be right now because life is gonna happen and things are gonna work out for you when it's time for you yeah does that make sense yes I agree with that yeah so like that has helped me more with just my Mm self-worth knowing that you know 
it's not time right now for certain things and that's okay like I can't have everything I'm being like I'm getting everything as life knows I can handle it right yeah yeah I never prior I like I never prioritized like my happiness or anything I always prioritized hard work first and then if it didn't go perfectly because I'm also a perfectionist unfortunately or maybe for right me, um like yeah I would just I would completely I'd go be so hard on myself I would just berate myself nonstop. and then now I'm like well first of all I need to be happy whatever I'm doing I'm gonna do it and be happy with it like mm-hmm. you know you know what I mean like no I know what you mean like you've never thought I can be hardworking and achieve everything I want to achieve and still be internally happy and happy with myself yeah I was just working as hard as I could before and now I'm like well you know what even if I don't practice piano today I'm gonna go like hang out with my friends or maybe not hang out with my friends because it's quarantine but um But, like, do something that's going to make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I realize, like, it doesn't matter, like, what I want to, who I want to be. If I'm not happy right now, then what's the point? Like, I I can't live for a future self. Exactly. Yeah, but that took me a long time. It takes you a long time. And I think, like, I'm, I'm definitely way more at a point where I love myself more than I have ever have before. And that's a really great feeling to have. But, like, there's still so much progress that I have to do, whether it's, like, going or just eating better to make, like, you know, my body feel better about itself. Or whether it's journaling more and really understanding why I feel a certain way. Or it's okay to feel shame. It's okay to feel guilty. It's okay to feel all those negative emotions because they can bring more growth to you and make you a better person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so, it's just so interesting that, like, you know, I think about it. I'm, I'm probably, I'm talking about it like this now, but I bet, like, it could be, like, next week or, like, tomorrow or next month. It doesn't matter. But I could be in a completely different place and I could be in a complete place of self-loathing and self-hatred. <laughs> no, yeah. It changes like- so fast. You're stuck in you're stuck in a hole. Mm-hmm. And I oof. When I'm stuck in a hole, it's bad, but like I think it's a lot better. Like the hole is a lot better now than it was like a year ago because of all the self growth I've done. But like, you know, when you're in the hole, you're in the hole. Does that make sense? Like Yes. It really takes a lot out of me to get myself out of the hole and be like, No, you're not gonna feel like this. Like or you do feel like this, but you're not going to let yourself sit in it. Like, yeah. you need to learn or you need to feel good about yourself because you are an amazing person. You do have really great friends and you do have a really great life. Is it the life that you want 10 years from now? No, but 10 years from now, you will have that life. Everything comes in time. Mm-hmm. I feel like... <laughs> If we're using a whole metaphor, like every time you get, we get, um, like not feeling bad, we, we feel bad about ourselves, we go in a hole. I feel like the best thing is to build more ladders out of that hole or like a staircase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the hole's going to be there. Like, even if you can put some dirt at the bottom, like it's, and, and make it like less deep, it's still going to be there. But the, the better, like the, the more healthy ways that we have to like get out of that, like, 
pit of self-hatred I feel like it's it's better because yeah no one's no one's confidence is gonna just stay high all the time I don't know anyone who's you know 100% like I love myself all the time and that's probably not healthy either. <laughs> yeah I don't know anybody who's like that yeah I really don't because I feel like all my friends and I we all have insecurities and we all like we all have our moments and I think that's healthy because we need to humble ourselves to make sure that we don't get cocky you know right because yeah we all still have room to improve like just because you love yourself doesn't mean you think you're perfect exactly yeah and um I found I found I'm finding this recently slowly like I've always had such a hard time opening up to people because like for at least for the longest time I've been like no emotions just everyone should think I'm perfect because I am like you know perfect and well I didn't think I was perfect but I was trying to be you know what I mean right um and but having people that you can be like insecure around or just like um you can show like more like vulnerable sides of you like that's so valuable I feel that because like my friends have told me this before and I never realized it or I I I knew it to a certain extent but I just never like really took it into account when I get when I like someone and like you know we're talking we're opening up my friend Gilbert was like Jen I don't think you realize this but it's like you have like 10 different walls yeah you have one made out of stone you have one made out of metal you have one made of like different things and you don't realize it it just comes up and you need to be more vulnerable when you like someone and like not let yourself get hurt but like open up yeah not like have that same face that you have all the time when you're with people where you're all happy and like you're your bubbly self like you need to be yourself yourself mm-hmm. and I think it's taken me a very long time obviously like to not only like just learn that but to like recognize that like you don't even realize that you're doing it you just with so, so many different people you're just you're this that you're that person you're that you know you're that SPL you're like you're that coworker. you're that student you're that person on the train like you're gonna be that face regardless does that make sense yes I know what you mean and it's so hard to just take it down and to really be yourself Mm -hmm. with everybody yeah my friends have told me I think it's something similar like they've told me you know Thara you put on the most apparently I I very I seem very confident to a lot of people they're like you you seem like the most confident person like you have no like qualms about yourself you're so like self-assured when you're with people like and I'm a leader in a lot of situations now like you know club presidents and vice presidents and Mm -hmm. I I, I'm I do a lot of things and I'm the senior patrol leader so I have like this huge like confident front where I'm like like I'm I I'm like a bigger person but then when I'm around my friends like all of that like comes down and they can just like I'm very very insecure about a lot of things and they were like saying like you just need to like it's okay to be that confident but like you can't pretend like you don't have insecurities like yeah and I've also like I'm starting to learn like it's so I I I did the same thing and I had like a lot of walls up whenever I ever like started talking to people I was like nope you, you will learn nothing about me because I don't trust you um right okay yeah, I yeah but <laughs> yeah but um 
then I was like, you know what? Like, if I do that, for me at least, I realized I'm not going to be able to feel any of the actual, like, good emotions. Like, I'm never going to be able to love or to just feel happiness if I don't accept the fact that I might have to feel some sadness and grief and anger and whatever. Right. Yeah, so it's like, it's like a... It's like it's a, a double sword. Yes, it's like well, if 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 I just close myself off, I won't feel anything. But if I allow myself to feel a few like bad, worse emotions, then maybe I can like get a chance at feeling the good ones. Like, am I gonna take that gamble? I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 scary. I would say like it's, yes, it's very hard to put yourself in a situation where you could potentially get hurt, and you know that happens and getting hurt is not fun but I think you will learn and you come to grow and if you don't if you don't get hurt and if you don't feel something that's worse than actually like feeling loved and feeling hurt by somebody yeah because at least your heart at least you can still feel emotion you know Mm -hmm. I think that's very important that people forget it's okay to feel emotion like you don't have to be on all the time yeah I was definitely taught like no emotion like that's bad like don't you don't feel anything like (laughs) that's just how I was I think brought up in a lot of ways like um yeah like you know my parents have an arranged marriage I'm pretty close to my parents I'd say but you know it was definitely emotions are still not like that accepted like I don't really cry around my parents I don't cry period uh I last time I cried I don't know um so I'm still working on stuff like that but it's just because like that's how I was brought up is like it's just not an accepted thing it was very frowned down upon to feel anything right yeah so it's so weird because like I never had an issue crying just like crying in front of people I don't like it obviously but crying for me it's it's healthy like you need a good cry every once in a while you know yeah yeah like you need to let that go if you don't let that go then like it's gonna be built up and you're not gonna feel okay like you're gonna feel like you're holding back right yeah I'm learning that slowly it's you know no of course important to cry I didn't know that your parents had an arranged marriage yeah they do um yeah, so we for uh, audience listeners who don't know my my family's from India, and yeah, um, my parents were I they were allowed I won't, I don't want to say like too too much they were allowed to date as um, teenagers and whatever but in yeah in the end they had an arranged marriage. Um, That's so interesting. It is. Uh, I say that because like I know um, my parents my mom was married before she married my dad. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she got divorced, and then she married my dad because, like, they fell in love or whatever. But it's very interesting, I feel like, to see how our parents have met because I feel like that – I mean, for me, that's had a journey in how I've come to love myself and how I've learned to be myself because it sounds weird, but, like, my parents were very different like people my dad was very much like oh he'll go to the store and meet five different people and all of a sudden they're at our they're at our house because he made friends with them like he was a very much outgoing person like 
He loved talking to people. He loved going out and being the life of the party and just being a very hard worker, hard worker too. And my mom is also a very hard worker, but she's more conservative. Like she prefers to be with people that she already knows that she like, she doesn't just talk to strangers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, they're very, they were very different. And so growing up, that was definitely like, I would have to like be with one parent. I'd be a certain way. If I was with the other parent, I'd be a different way. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense. My It's the same for me, but flips. Like, my mom is, like, she'll meet people, like, everywhere, and she's, like, very friendly. So her mom, too. Like, my grandma, same way. Like, my grandma's even more that way. Like, she can go anywhere and, like, make friends with literally all kinds of people. Like, she's so friendly. My dad, mm-hmm. on the other hand, is, like, I'd rather, like, talk to people I know. Like, want, would want to. He likes to travel, but he would rather, like, stay home and work on stuff he's passionate about and like not right go out as much um even though yeah both my parents do like to go out but yeah I mean um having an arranged marriage uh in your family in it's my parents it also has an interesting um effect on how I view like love in general yeah yeah so it's yeah it's interesting and yeah I am definitely the same way like I'm a different way around each of my parents for sure like with my dad I have to definitely be more careful with what I say and he's gonna listen to this hi dad um and with my mom like I can I think I can be more open with what I say actually around my mom it's uh I I don't know it's interesting and my mom definitely my parents definitely like I I think they they didn't do too well with teaching me to love myself but it's because they weren't taught that like that wasn't a thing yeah obviously so I really can't blame them at all for that especially now that I'm figuring it out myself like I hold no grudge towards them for not teaching me that straight out do you know what I mean like no I know what you mean because like I look at my mom and I see where she struggles and it's the same places that I struggle yeah if not more and I think it's a lot to do with my grandma never taught her and they have a very similar relationship to what my mom and I have Mm -hmm. I mean my mom and I have a better relationship than they do but it's it's difficult to not have an adult guidance in that because like you're trying to learn how to love yourself you're trying to learn how to be yourself and to be told constantly like oh you shouldn't do that you shouldn't say that you shouldn't act like that you know it it hurts like you don't know any better you're listening to your parents who you're supposed to listen to and right you feel like you can't be yourself in your own home you know yeah that's I definitely felt like that um quite a few times I'm I've started now to just you know be my crazy wacko self just even if they're gonna look at me weird or whatever yeah yeah but it's still like it's yeah it's hard when you can't even be yourself in your own home with the people who you know should unconditionally love you and exactly it's like yeah it's definitely weird um it's also difficult too because I feel like whenever I do show parts of myself at home or I am myself, they're like, oh my god, Jennifer, you've changed. Yeah. Like, I hate- who are you? Oh my god. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, well, like, you you dress very goth-like. Like, you look very, like, you know, emo, part of that scene. And I was like, or I'm just like, you know, I've always wanted to dress like this. Yeah. I just- like, in middle school, when, you know, I would li- really listen to, like, Pierce the Veal and Sleeping with Sirens and, like, Black Veiled Brides, like, I really wanted to have, like, the red hair and the bangs and, like, mm-hmm. 
you know back then it was like the trend yes and it was a phase quote unquote but I've always loved that style and I always loved like the edginess Mm -hmm. and so you know how I dress I dress kind of like edgy trendy I don't really know (laughs) it depends on the day (laughs) truly but it's always something when you come from a conservative household like mine that it's like Oh, why are you dressing like that? Like, are you okay? Like, you've changed. I get that so much from lately. Like, who are you? Yeah, because I've definitely I've come a long way from, from since when I was little. Like, it also has to do with how my like my love for myself and my view of myself has changed. But I mm-hmm. am now the same way I I feel at least inside. Like the same way I was in like an elementary school or before I had gotten bullied and everything. Like I'm just I'm bubbly. I'm like I'm just myself. Like. You know, and then once I started getting like treated poorly by people like through elementary school, middle school, like I definitely became like really subdued as a person. And like my parents, especially during that time, they would always be like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, why aren't you the same? Like, why do you why are you yeah. like this? And I was like, I just can't. And now, even though I feel like I am myself again, the one who's just like kind of just out there. Mm-hmm. still they'll just be like you know you're so different like you wear whatever they'll make fun of me occasionally still for wearing like ripped jeans which I think ripped jeans are cool and everyone wears them so I don't really get that or um, it's so funny because I feel like I would you would think that we would have moved on this conversation about ripped jeans <laughs> yeah you'd think but no like um freshman year when my aunt and my cousin took me to go shopping and they were like oh try these jeans on I was like you think my mom would let me wear these like you're out of your mind <laughs> yeah crazy yeah but yeah my parents will still be like oh you're just you're a teenager now like you've changed so much I'm like I'm still your little girl like I don't know like I think sometimes they might even be kidding but it hurts me a lot more than they know yeah no I get that yeah and it does something because you're like well you're the people who've known me all my life and you're telling me that I'm not like good enough for you now like I don't really get it no I 100% understand that and it came for me it came a lot senior year when I was like working out because the perception of women is very like oh feminine oh like cook yeah and the rest of my family is <laughs> that's not me like honey when I'm married my hubby better be making some bomb food okay, for me. I'm marrying a guy who can cook I like but yeah I will cook and I will help too like it just has to be equal on all parts like mm-hmm. I don't care, but I was bulking this time. No, I was bulking like March of last year, and I was, you know, when you bulk, you you gain a lot. You not you don't gain. I gained like ten pounds, but it was just pure muscle, and I definitely didn't look as feminine, and I definitely like had a more masculine look to me. Like my shoulders were a lot bigger, my arms were killing it yeah (laughs) and she they were like you look very like a guy like you need to like lose some weight like you shouldn't be looking like that like things like they did be they would say things like that and it really hurt because it was a time where I was like really coming to feel myself like I was like oh okay pop off Jen like yeah go you Mm -hmm. and to be told that it was like are you serious like bro yeah I know I feel that so much like 
uh, the rest of my family definitely does the the thing where like when I played tennis or when I started playing tennis my my shoulders got really big and they were just like why are your shoulders so big like you can't fit into anything anymore like you're just yeah you to, like lose weight and I was like are you kidding me like am I too skinny or too fat for you like make up your mind exactly yeah. exactly and like and- yeah people say like oh don't let other people's like perceptions like affect your confidence well that's just not realistic that, that's not realistic, one. And two, if it's coming from your family, it's a different... It's it's different. Right. It's completely different. Yeah. I always... what My kind of rule is, like, don't take things to heart from people. Like, don't take people's opinions seriously unless they're people you care about, you know? If you exactly. Their opinion, exactly. Then, yeah, their opinion can matter. Because you can't just... I mean... I, I don't think anybody could block off, uh, like just everybody like that takes a lot to do yeah and you you'll probably end up pushing people away if you just block off everyone's opinions I don't think that's a great idea exactly yeah but like also too like when when my family told me I'm too skinny too fat like that whole thing it was always when I was wearing a bathing suit yeah always and so that's why I never wear a bathing suit in front of my family just because like my grandma would literally come up to me like I know she's like or she, I think she's coming from a good place, but she would come up to me and, like, just, like, touch my stomach or, like, touch my arms. Like, oh, like, you're skinny now. Or, oh, like, you gained some weight. Like, to them, that's so normal because they grew up with that. But in reality, it's like, why Why are you doing this? Like, yeah. like there's no need. Yeah, I definitely see, like, Indian communities, um, I think it's because everyone's so, like, centered around communities. People do care more about what other people think, so it's a lot. I can see that when people come up to me and they're like, oh, you, you, you have a little fat here, or you're too skinny, or you need to gain some weight, or now you've gained too much weight, or your skin is darker, or, you, you know, you need to be more fair, or wear more makeup, or wear less makeup, whatever it is. It's always, like, it's kind of com- coming from a place of love because they're like, I, for, to them, it's like, it matters a lot what other people think. So they think that for me, it also matters a lot what people think. And right. Right. So then they're just like, they think that that they're doing the right thing. But in reality, exactly. they are creating more insecurities for me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, 100%. And it doesn't help. Like, I don't know about your family. My family, most of them are not most of them, all of them are against tattoos. Yeah. And so my mom makes me hide my tattoos when I'm at home. So I can't wear, like, super short shorts or I can't wear, like, um, super revealing tops that will show off my tattoos that I have on my sides or, like, the one that I have on my thigh. Mm-hmm. Because, like, my mom's like, it's going to freak them out. Like, they're going to look at you differently. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah. if I did everything thinking about other people and their opinion – I wouldn't do anything like that's just how it is yeah I agree um I'm definitely like I'm planning on getting tattoos and I think my dad I have no idea how he feels about it um but my mom has been like yeah you know like my brother and I kind of want to get matching ones one day for example like yeah so they're not super against it, but the rest of my family would flip and even when I got my nose pierced last June um like a lot of people in my family it was a little bit more okay because like a nose piercing is like an Indian I could pass it off as just an Indian cultural thing that's not at all why I got it pierced however um okay but like a lot of them were like okay but don't get anything else pierced like you know this is enough like cut it here like this is and I was like I like this like I love getting piercings like I think jewelry is so cool and fun and it's 
always been a big part of my life to just wear jewelry and right yeah and they were like no but no more like this is it this is where we draw the line like otherwise you'll just be too too eccentric for them I was like no no I, I'm I getting more <laughs> no and I keep telling my mom like I'm not done with my leg yeah. like my it's going to be a piece. Like, I'm not going to be just be able to hide it with wearing longer shorts. Right. And she just looks at me and she's just, oh, my God, Jen, you're just so much. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> it's my body. Like, I didn't know y'all owned it. Yeah. it's Like, thanks for that memo. Yeah. I mean, and stuff like tattoos and piercings are also, it's, we're not, we're not, like, destroying our body. It's not, like, doing drugs, you know? It's, it's like another form of self-expression. It's. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, my my parents, even with them just like being like, don't wear short shorts, don't, you know, wear tank tops, don't wear crop tops, just even the little things like always continuously just added to my insecurity of like, are they doing this because they genuinely don't think that I should like anyone should go out in this or are they doing this to protect me or are they doing this because they don't think I'm like, am I like not attractive enough to wear a crop top like that was it's always the thought that was yeah, that was such a big thing when I started first time wearing crop tops. It was like, why like it's half a shirt yeah like why are you buying that yeah my parents literally and I'm like how do I explain to them that it's like it's how it fits it's how like the outfit looks all together like how do I explain that to these people but I (laughs) to that I think with a lot of people coming from a brown household I want to say it's all about function over looks if it does the job it does the job and you don't need to go far beyond it's funny because like yeah it's for that and then until they're wearing saris and they're literally wearing a sports bra and like literally saris are a sports bra and like a giant sash then it's fine like exactly exactly yeah then it's acceptable and it's like thara why aren't you wearing a sari i'm like um excuse me (laughs) exactly like i I felt I just really I, I mean I've never worn a sari but like I feel that like I there's understand. so much work oh my god <laughs> but I understand that like you know if I'm wearing a bathing suit or something how is that different than wearing like a crop top and like pants right yeah it's like I mean mm-hmm. to some extent obviously like probably don't there's there's still levels of appropriateness like don't go to school wearing like yeah I feel like that's common sense but then again common sense isn't very common nowadays true but yeah um yeah so all that it has definitely an impact on confidence what are your um what are your final thoughts on just like message to the to the listeners on you know loving yourself becoming a more confident version of yourself I think you know just truly sit in your room and write down how you feel and go from there like first try to understand how you feel because I feel like that's I think that's the basis of how like everything of you as a person figure out how you feel and then make a list of all the good that you can do and try to make it happen like make a list of how you can make yourself feel good whether it's changing your clothes whether it's helping other people I think the biggest thing that you can do to help to make your make yourself feel good is helping other people yeah because other people strangers people you know will always see the good in you and that's the most important thing that's really well said yeah and um 
just just uh, from me, don't beat yourself up. Confidence is tough, and self love is is tough love. But eventually, we can all get there, and I think that's the key to it's the key to a lot of things. It's the key to becoming a more successful person is definitely being able to learn from your mistakes and just love yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well said, Dara. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks uh, everyone for listening. Jen, do you have anything you want to plug at all? Um, follow me at in- on Instagram. Yes, <laughs> Jen J E N N N three ends underscore H eighteen. If not, look me up on Thara's Instagram. Yep, you can do that. And- I have red hair, so like you can't miss it. <laughs> Yes, thank you all so much for listening. Um, Have a great day. Thank you, Jen, for coming on. And um, I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Bye.